sticks. It is in the dial that we trust. And as our civilization teeters on the brink of fatal collapse, the value from broadcast gold has soared to unimaginable heights. Join us in the conflux of radio's emerging superpowers. Chris Troy Pavala, T. Sterling Watson, Wendy Lou Aphorismo, and Michael James DuPaul. Cozy up in your bunkers and hope for salvation. This is The Lost Eye. speak so closely to this one Mm-mm. i don't think you do probably i don't have to speak that closely to the other one but i feel as though it's uh <laughs> necessary for you yes hello yeah, it's just a habit that you have i think yeah i'm a i'm a microphone eater i'm the eater of microphones <laughs> <laughs> um that welcome like eating your microphones it's called uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, hello everybody, welcome, welcome to the 84th installment of The Lost Dial. 
Yeah, there you go. Sounds like the noises you don't want to hear coming from your parents' room. <laughs> uh, There's the, a whole bunch of noises coming from over there. Uh, once again, before we like, I gotta get, get situated. We get too crazy. Um, we are in Studio A once again. Yeah, this is the second time we've had to. We've had to lower our standards. <laughs> well, I, you know, this dude, this, this is actually more realistic. I it think. is, and it, and this is a nice studio. I like the way it sounds. Um, although I'm having some weird. I don't know. It doesn't look the same. You can't see the screens anymore. We don't have the internet in here other than using my phone. I'm like I'm like Major Tom lost in space over here. I'm just <laughs> in this little bubble. I've got a couple microphones. Uh, I've got a big black box that I plug things into. Other than that, I have no idea as to what's going on. You're, you're in the... Uh, the ball's in your court. Contacting Major Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ground control to Major... Oh, Watson. I gotta, before we get too rolling, because I know you got some stuff, uh, recent stuff that has happened, and oh, we, we got to get into that. But the world before, is on fire. Before we get into that, we got to read a comment that we got on um, our last. I'm episode. Mike DePaul. That's Sterling Watson. Oh yeah, Sterling Watson. By hey, the way, good just morning, in case ladies. you don't know who you're tuning into, ladies. Good morning, ladies, and good evening and good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, this comment is from the lovely Aunt Cindy. Ah, Auntie Cindy. Auntie Sterling. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not a woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, you know, Ma- Mama Sterling, Papa oh, Sterling, oh. Auntie Sterling. Because I don't know name. them. I don't you, know you'd them. You'd have to use my last name. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Uh, your, your last name's strange. What, what's strange about it Watson? Doesn't, it doesn't fit you. The T Sterling Watson altogether, yes. But just, just just singling Watson? the Watson out as the last name, it's it's hard. It's that's, hard to that's actually one that on of you. one of my nicknames. Like I know, there's a guy who he would address me as Watson. Watson. Yeah, which is you know fine because it is my name. It, it's on my driver's license. So true. It is your last name. But but if I was to call you like Mister Watson, that would just be weird to just me. Just be weird to you. Yeah. The, the whole the whole title, yes. But just uh, just you know. I understand. Is she Auntie Watson though? Is she a Watson? She is a Scott. She's a Scott. Yeah, that's her last name. Um, that means that I'm, I'm assuming that means it's your mother's sister. Yes, that <laughs> I'm is right. correct. Yay! <laughs> Ten points for Major Mike over there. Um, all right, now here we go. Um, yeah. Hey, regarding the comment about the quality of music and how it is changing, look at it this way: it uh, it's not necessary necessarily about your getting older. It's just you appreciate the art of music more. I like some of the current music, of course. We like the music in our in the time we grew up in, but we can also appreciate the music of our past. Just a thought. Hope you guys get it. Mm-hmm. And it was a good thought, and I and we thank you for sharing your comments with us. And I agree. What did she say? It's not that you're getting older. What did What did she say? Um, it's, this microphone is loud too. Um, not necessarily about you getting older. It's just that you appreciate the art of music more. Okay. So, so which means we might be a little bit more critical than we right. used to be. Because what we grew up on, we're like, no, this is what this is, right, right, should right. sound like. Because <clears throat> back then when we lacked appreciation. Or even it, knowledge. It was just or the, understanding. It was the music that we grew up with and we, you know, it was just a part of our lives. We didn't sit back and be like, eh, I don't know if I if I really would like this to be the music of my time, but it just was. But now that we're getting older, we get older, we're, we we age like a fine wine or whatever and, you know, the, the whole appre- yeah, the whole mm-hmm. appreciation thing and, 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 yeah, I get that. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. <clears throat> 
So, yeah. now, now we can say, you know, and like the kids nowadays, this is just the crap that they have to deal with because they're <laughs> growing up. Just like, you know, some people, our parents might have looked at some of the music we grew up with as crap, but mm. because we were just, you know, taking it all in because we were young kittens, like, you know, yeah, you know, it's like young, young things. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're bouncy and you're, and you're curious and you don't know what the world really is all about. So you just, you're taking it all in. I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. We, we definitely understand and we agree with, with, um, uh, what is the word? Aunt Cindy. We agree with her. <laughs> yeah, we agree. We agree with her. What's, I, there, what's there was the, a word I was looking uh, for, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of what yeah. it was. Uh, her, um. Her outlook, her vision, her uh, <clears throat> yeah, her input. Yes, into the what? What were we? Uh oh, settle down. Uh, what, what were we? Going uh, on over there, Major Mike. It's reminders. I actually uh, I set up some reminders in this thing to remind me of things because it's what reminders do. So lately, I've just uh, I, I feel like I'm I'm being overwhelmed with um, it's like um, it's like um, life is uh throwing kamikaze uh bombers at me and mm-hmm. i guess and, and uh the, the i just perfect... i need to be i need to be aware of uh everything everything that i know of plus i know today and tomorrow i'm gonna have a zillion things thrown my way that i wasn't expecting so it's good to be uh it's good to know of the things that uh already hit me right and yesterday the, the, the day before the perfect um phrase for it and at first i mean i knew what it meant but like it never really sunk in until it started happening to me and and basically somebody told me you know life happens so you know just you get thrown like what you're talking about now just so many things in life are just forrest gump came up with that did he i don't know well it's it's the uh it's, this is, i haven't this is, a, watched this is an all what and i mean i've watched oh, it. i haven't oh, watched it in so oh. long so i don't remember i was gonna that. say who yeah. has never seen forrest I've, gump? I've seen it Jeez. I mean, I've, I saw it a bunch of times, like when it came out, because my grandmother had it. He so. came up, no, he came up with, uh, I, I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. Take a note of the time. He came up with <laughs> happens. Oh, that okay. Um, because he's running, you know, he's doing his run back and forth across America, and uh, he's helping some people along the way. Like he came up with the whole idea for the, the, the smiley, smiley face. face, and uh, you know, because he washed his face off with, he washed some mud off of his face. Uh, with some guy's t-shirts he wanted t-shirt ideas and Mm -hmm. that alone wiping some mud off his face gave the guy the idea for the smiley face and then he's running along with a bumper sticker guy and he's like whoa man you just ran through a huge pile and forrest gump goes it happens (laughs) and the guy stands there he's like it happens yeah yeah, it's it's deep yeah, yeah it does happen it happens but, uh, yeah, a friend of mine, she once told me, you know. Uh, life is but a pot of gold. <laughs> no, I haven't had a friend tell me that. But, um, that sure you know, life isn't. happens. Sometimes there's just so much going on in life that you kind of can't quite do the other things that you want to do. It's the only way I could, I could think of it just a minute ago. It was like, it's like life is throwing me kamikaze pilots. Mm. And they're just like, they're, they're dive bombing my, my psyche and my... Your your mental state of being, yeah, and it's it's kind of uh, it's it's giving me the shock treatment. I understand. It's just yeah, a lot going on. So not to mention in our, I mean, I think with both of us, right? Not to mention in our little lives, you know, which are overall insignificant. 
you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're um, you're doing a segue right now. Yeah, the uh, the world is um, the world is lighting up for sure. There are some serious serious things going down. We just uh, we didn't record on Tuesday like we normally do, but if we had, we wouldn't have gotten to this crucial exactly. uh, bit of uh, unfolding news. It's but, funny uh, that how that happens too. Every time we record a yeah. show, something big happens yeah. afterwards. But uh, uh, you know, as you all know, Tuesday was the 11th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks. Real quick, mm-hmm. uh, my sister Mittery, once I did tell her happy birthday and everything, but we always celebrate her birthday first, no matter what, because she was born before that. So she was born on her birthday, September 11th. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. I had to explain to a little boy. I thought of that it. one day. I feel bad for all the people whose you know special well, days are. They're kind of overshadowed in a sense. Yeah, by this day of, of grief and sorrow. And and it's morning. too bad, but, I mean, the way we look at it, like I just said, you know, she was born first, so mm, we, you know. True, yeah, so you celebrate it first because right. she came first. Uh, I mean, it's still definitely sad, and, you know, my heart still continuously goes out, and I'm never going to forget. You what know? were you, two when September 11th happened? Ouch, that hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high you're school. Not, you're not that much younger than me. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was straight out of high school. I was, uh, I think it was my first year of, uh, I was... I was confused. I'm not confused. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was taking random classes at Keene State. And I remember getting out. I I had a very early class. And uh, on the way in, I might have told this story before. On the way in, there was a, you know, I was just um, listening to music. And they came in with a quick little news bite saying that a, uh, like a puddle jumper, like a little Cessna, had crashed into the World Trade Center. And that Mm. was, that was all they said. Mm -hmm. That's all they, that's what they thought had happened. That's what all they knew. I was like, oh, weird. You know, mm-hmm. it happens. Little planes crash into buildings sometimes. Right. World Trade Center is a big. It's a. It's a. It's a mighty giant. It'll. It'll survive that. And it's happened to the Empire State Building, like several decades right, before right. that. Yeah. I mean, if it can. Yeah. So you know, I had my little my little class, and I got out, and it seemed like when I walked out onto the quad as I was wa- walking in some direction toward where I had parked my car illegally, uh, <laughs> I. Uh, something seemed odd like it wasn't bustling the quad wasn't bustling like it normally would be Mm -hmm. you know uh, as people are leaving classes or on their way to their classes it just seemed off and I had a job at this little photography studio and I had to go there afterwards and I went there and uh, my boss whose sister ended up at the time was working in not at the pentagon but at some uh some like, some annex of the Defense Department. It wasn't actually in the Pentagon, but you know they have many other buildings in Virginia and D.C. Oh, you yeah, know affiliated do. with uh, what they do at the Pentagon and whatnot. And she worked there, and so I walked in, and she had uh, she had the the radio on with you know surround sound speakers blaring. And like I walk in, and she's in a frenzy trying to get a hold of her sister. And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, that's when she told me, and I'm hearing it on the radio. So you know. That's that was the day for me, and then I raced home, and I actually made it home to watch the buildings live. I think it was the second building mm. fall. Wow! It was it was it was terrible. It was it was the first time in my life. I mean, and I was still young at the time, you know. I guess uh, that I I, I uh, even even as a as a younger, um, less informed person, um, out of, straight out of high school, I still wasn't the uh, the gung ho rah rah. American, not, you know, I, I think I look at patriotism in different ways, but I wasn't that type of person. Like 
oh yeah, let's go kick some some towel heads asses, you know, like uh-huh. some some ignorant redneck. But like I remember at that moment watching that and I even said it to my mother. I said, you know, I would actually fight for this. Like I was just just watching it like it, it as an as an American, it really, really blew my hair back. And uh-huh. I said I said at that moment, I would actually I would actually you like, know fight for something like that you know an attack like go to on, war or just right right i if, if there was if there was whatever retaliation took place i would be willing to be a part of it not that i went down to the recruiter's office and signed up but you know like mm-hmm. if there was a draft i would be all for it you know and i was never that type of person i still am not that type of person because i've always been under the impression that a lot of what our government uh, gets involved in are these little occupation missions that are you know you know they're they're of the uh, interest of rich men and mm. uh you know they do a little spinning and the media does a little spinning and therefore we have this war where we're over there you know either spreading democracy or winning hearts and minds but really in the background it's our government just uh draining the resources of this country and that country and you know for the benefit of of rich men and their rich companies mm. their rich conglomerates of course over the years you've kind of acquired this information and yeah. came up to be who you are today. But what what you were in high school? So what was your uh, what do you remember of September the actual September 11th 11 years ago? And then we'll get into what actually happened this September 11th. Right. Um I was in of all things history class. Although ah. I think it was either history or civics, but um either way it was um with one of uh one of my favorite teachers in high school, uh, Mr. Sachs. So shout out to him. I don't know where he is these days, but Mr. Who? Sachs. Oh, I thought you said Mr. Sachs. Nope. <laughs> hey, Mr. Sex. <laughs> Not at all. But, um, I mean, I think a teacher had came into our classroom and told us, or told him, or told everybody, like, hey, you know, did you hear just what happened? And obviously, how could we? Um, but Mr. Sex always has a TV in his room. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, plugged that in. and For he, the purpose of, of things like this? Or did he just play a lot of videos because he was he, a lazy teacher? He played a lot of videos, but he wasn't a lazy teacher. He was awesome. Because but I mean, like, if something breaking happened in the world as a history teacher, would he be like, ah, let's turn on the TV because I've got it in here. Let's watch what's happening. You know, I think this might have been the first time ever that the, hmm. something like this might have happened. Right. But, I mean, he is one of those teachers where he'll show a, cl- a quick clip of something and then, you know, he'll go off and teach about it. Um, like the reason why he's an awesome teacher is not because he showed videos all the time. It's just, he made, he made me think outside the box right. a lot. So, right. um, when this particular event happened, he, you know, wheeled out the TV, uh, plugged it in, um, had to find some rabbit ears or something because we, at that time, you know, the hmm. school didn't have like cable like that. Yeah. So we had to rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He started finding out, you know, try to figure what out are what are these ancient times on. you're talking of. <laughs> and, um, we were, basically watching the towers uh smoking and he knew right then and there it's like this this couldn't be an accident what's going on it, right. it can't be an accident um and i think the second plane had already hit by the time we got to the tv going on and then um eventually we had to change periods go to another class and i think i was in my english class and the teacher there she's like you know forget about whatever today's lesson is i just want you guys to talk to, about you yeah. know what you guys are feeling, you know, what's, what's going on, even though we don't know what's going on, what's going on in your heads. Um, so that was also really nice of her to do that. But I mean, it was all part of trying to understand what was going on, even though nobody knew what was going on. It was a weird day. I mean, it was for for all of, I mean, you know, we're, we're not old enough to know, um, what it was like, uh, uh, the day that JFK was assassinated or, um, you know, there's been some other, some other 
big to-dos in the past century, but uh, that was our first day where we actually, for a minute, you actually questioned your uh, safety. Your safety, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a you know in a society, um, especially with our generation, we've you know we've never ever really. I mean, even since nine eleven, since we've all kind of you know moved on and uh, yeah, we've, we've we've started to take it for granted once again. We don't live in a society where we have to worry about uh, for for the most part you know, walking into a movie theater and being gunned down. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it happens, but it doesn't, not on the rig. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, the rest of that day was just completely off, and I'm sure it was for everybody. Yeah. Um, which, actually, I don't want to say for everybody, because I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Because um, I went to art after that, which was like my favorite class, so we didn't do Mine any too. art. <laughs> Um, again, my art teacher, she also, my had art teacher made us all draw pictures of the world trade center. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my art teacher, she, she was, um, she was definitely really different. A lot of people thought that, you know, she might've smoked before every oh, class. Of course, all art teachers. That, that one of my favorite teachers was my art teacher just because, yeah, she was an out of the box thinker and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, definitely she puffed the ganja. <laughs> But, I mean, we ended up watching that. I mean, other classes came into our class to watch it, too, because she was another one who had a TV, and um, I usually hang out in that room for lunch. And then eventually we, we did go home. I think I got home. By the time I got home, my sister had already came home from work, uh -huh. and she was just broken down in tears. Um, yeah. And that, that kind of uh, set me in tears, too. Did uh, When it was happening in your class and you were watching things on TV, were people crying? Because um, I wasn't really around people. I don't think anybody I was. was. I think everyone was just so in shock of yeah, what was going shock, on. Yeah. Um, and there was actually somebody in my class that was her birthday that day. Yeah. And she was just like, just how, like, God damn it. She didn't even really understand either, you know, how significant this would be that people would remember this for the rest of, like, their lives. Um, yeah. And the even crazier thing was, I think it was four days, like that weekend before, I was actually in the city, and we actually drove by the Twin Towers, not knowing. That this that was, was how, when? Did you say? This was like four days before it happened. Really? Yeah, my parents, they took a random trip with me, or they took me on a random trip just to drive around New York City. And we drove past, and I actually looked up at them from where we were. Mm. And, I mean, how would I know this would be the last time I'd look at them? Yeah. And my sister, she was actually in New York City the night before. Wow. For her birthday. She went to go see, I think, Phantom of the Opera. Huh. Um, so that's, that's also what made it so bizarre and just out of out of the blue that all of this happened you know that very next day yeah and plus that's a city that i loved and i still love so shout out to new york yeah it's it's definitely a good thing that new york especially uh, lower manhattan is rebounded and you know everything has gone for the most part well with uh and I, I think they they've done the right thing as far as what they're using that that area to uh oh, for the memorial yeah and, and i like you know it shows resilience with actually making turning some of it into um you know corporate office space because that's what it was to begin with and i think it you know it's it's a it's a you know it's a middle finger to the rest of the world who thought you know maybe that would be the end of of america's um you know financial um you know success and uh now, before we move on, I do want to say that when I said um, I wanted to back up to saying how it affected everyone, mm. I had a friend that I, I I talked to a lot at the time in the Midwest, and she was kind of kind of complaining about how everybody kept talking about it. I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand. You know, it doesn't happen over here. And, oh, really? And I'm like, I was, 
it was actually a three-way call. But it was like me. Was she jealous else. that it, that that they didn't fly a building into a, or a into plane a farmhouse to... in uh, in Wisconsin? <laughs> um, I was. No, that's stupid. It, yeah, I don't, don't understand that particular. <laughs> but um, me and her friend who actually live like down the street from her, and we were just like, how could you say that? Like, you you said this friend was from the the Midwest. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, St. Louis. Okay. But um, it it just kind of shocked me the way that she kind of felt about it. Um, I guess maybe because she has no ties to the East Coast whatsoever. Right. Other than talking to me. You know, I mean, and, and, and because we're from the East Coast, there could have been a lot of people like that on the other side of the country that after, you know, maybe after the first day when we were still, you know, torn up about it, uh, you know, months later, mm-hmm. people over there might have might have gotten over it quickly. And, you know, we just don't know about that because... I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe some people. I don't think there was a ha- a group of people who were like, "Oh well, you know, they didn't try and fly a building into the to the you know the, the arches or uh, or to know. the Hollywood sign, right? Or you know, anywhere was, else except right. They th- these were symbols of the East Coast, right. and you know, I'm not an East Coaster, so you know, I'm over it. I don't know. I think other it, than looking at it as a symbol of you know the country, miraculously, so. it brought uh it brought everybody together. I think, and and for once, you know. You know the state lines dissolved, and your political mm-hmm. affiliation dissolved, and your your color dissolved, and all of a sudden we were all Americans. You know because this was an attack on, you know, the symbols of of all of us. You right. Know? But uh, and everybody's logo on there on TV was all red, white, and blue. Right. Or some kind of flashing flag. N- never in I think anybody's life had we ever seen so many flags yeah i've Jesus. never seen so much patri- <laughs> patriotism Pe- people down south actually rolled up their confederate flags and put them away for a little while for a little while for a little while <clears throat> eventually when it was when it was okay to laugh again that's when everybody started to go back to normal yet i don't want to say normal because we never actually have been since all of that happened um, man that's post 9-11 world is is strange and not only does it upset the people whose birthdays fall on 9-11 but i mm. mean there's been a lot of inconveniences since then in this post 9-11 world uh, the fact that that's even a term people cry yeah that post is a 9/11. term we we do live in a post 9-11 world you can't say 9-11 or 9-1-1 without anybody Oh, that I have to go through. I have to go through a machine at the airport that sees me naked. <laughs> Post nine eleven. What, what do you What do you think? There's a, There's a group of people in another room looking at you. Your Your flabby ass going Probably. through. You know. Probably. And, they're, and they're, what are they What are they laughing? There are some freaks out there. Yeah. So you're probably they're, right. There probably are a handful of people out there that work for they, the TSA. They have their like, phone and they're taking pictures. <laughs> They'll see the hot one coming up. Like, go oh, get your phone ready. Go get, get go get ready. <laughs> you got to remember this one. So, but that, TSA that, officers with foot fetishes. They're like, exactly. oh, I love how they have to take off their shoes. <laughs> exactly. So, they, is that I can't pause over here. No, I know. I'm just letting. I'm not. Oh, you to oh, pause. that's a time. That's oh, a time. That's letting yeah. me know. Is that two minutes or two seconds? That's two minutes. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's what I mean. Just prove that not ground proved, control to I mean, major Watson. I just thought about 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 it now that I should have just wrote it down because that way. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Guess maybe I should just play it for you, but I don't. I don't think I have it on my iPod. What that terrible song? Terrible. It's a classic. <laughs> it is a classic. David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> Or are you looking so, for it? No, oh. so, so I, I, I'm gonna have to do. Uh, I'm gonna have to do some. Um, 
not mediocre. Some, uh, <laughs> some, which I almost un- corrected un- un- on unprofessional. Um, I almost corrected you the other day when you when you wrote that. Where I'm like, eh. Did I write the wrong mediocre? You spelled it wrong. Yeah, but that's uh, you know how it comes up underneath to, to explain or not to explain to help you with the spelling. Mm-hmm. You didn't you get can either. That's what it popped up as mediocre. Hmm. I have to look into that because maybe that's something else. I'm like, that's not how. Is that there's mediocre? Uh, then there must be a couple words that look like this what you would con- uh, assume the spelling of mediocre is yeah i'm gonna have to look into it because i'm like that's, i didn't that's even think it was really a real word mediocre like it was a like like a fake uh a fake um nickname for mediocrity <laughs> um a nickname uh hmm. i don't know um I'll, I'll, look in, I'll look into it for you though but we're, we're you, gonna... you were gonna you were gonna come back with a slap like a yeah, I was, all, all I was gonna do was just like <laughs> you put, idiot. put the little asterisk and then tell you the correct spelling of the word, but I'm like, nah. I'm glad you didn't, Dick. Yeah, exactly. Dicky do. I, I didn't want to be a jerk that that particular moment. We're gonna be right back. Number eighty four, the Lost Dial, AllNoiseRadio.com. to lose yeah welcome back number 84 lost dial all noise radio.com continuing our um up to the minute coverage of <laughs> oh yes yeah, so yeah anyway so september 11th was tuesday um what i'm trying to get out is that Hershey you're enjoying that aren't you? delectable i'll say you're enjoying dirty um <clears throat> I snagged a handful of Hershey Kisses. Yeah, where did you get these from? Um, the little vending machine room. I guess somebody, they were standing. Somebody they were put on out. The table. Somebody, yeah, somebody put out a bowl of them. Mm. Um, stolen kisses. So what happened? <clears throat> Everything went fine. Um, you know, normally, normally Al Qaeda, what's left of them, put out a little video or recording. Normally comes out the day before of the day of September 11th. You know we're always we always raise our threat levels. Mm-hmm. You know, worried that uh, they might try and do something. Not to the extent ever really. I don't think it's possible of what they did. But um, you know, and you know if you're a conspiracy theorist and you think it's the government that did it, either way, what was pulled off was uh, extremely sophisticated. But uh, what happened was um, that night of September 11th, um, this douche um, pastor from Florida, he's, uh, he's been involved in getting, um, getting um, um, members of, uh, or Muslims, he's been, he's been involved in getting Muslims riled up about stupid little things that pop up here and there in uh, America. Um, mm-hmm where people are still allowed to express themselves how they want. Uh, we have the freedom of speech, meaning we can put out movies, cartoons, writings, you know, how we want, you know. Right. Whatever we want to say, we can say. Um, for the most part, you can still do that in America. But um, this guy, 
kind of was uh, promoting this little video. Well, it's actually a two-hour movie um, about... I don't really know the details of it. Nobody knows if it's actually been seen, um, the actual two-hour movie. It's a film about Muhammad. The Called Pro- Innocence the, of Muslims. Yeah, the Prophet, of, the Prophet Muhammad. And um, I guess there was a screening of it out in Hollywood, uh, the whole movie, but uh, supposedly wasn't much of a turnout. But um, on YouTube, I guess, which I haven't seen it, there was a trailer for it. And uh, this is what's um, gotten people stirred up more than anything, because I don't think anybody's actually seen the real movie itself. Apparently, some I think people some people have, and all that I've read about so far is that there is a depiction of Muhammad on in this film, a cartoon version of him, which any depiction of Muhammad is like, what is it, sacrilegious? Right. If you <clears throat> portray bottom, him in any way, right? You're not supposed to. Um, you're not supposed to see him. He's not supposed to be drawn. Uh, he's not, you know, he, sculpted anything. Basically, any kind of basically, representation. Uh, Muhammad the man was uh, was very worried that um, people who followed him, his followers, or um, he he was really worried that um, after his death, later uh, on in history, he would be um, he would be depicted higher than Allah. That mm. he would uh, he would be that people would actually. Um, People would start to worship him more. Yeah, than they would worship worship him more than more than God, and that is the whole reason behind why you know it is it is sacrilege to to depict um, Muhammad because that was that was one of his wishes is that he would not be uh, put up on this pedestal to be you know in the long run worshipped more than um, Allah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The bottom line is, um, you know how people in the Middle East, um, Muslims in general, get uh, very um, riled up when, you know, a Westerner, like um, that Danish cartoonist or making a movie depicting Muhammad, they find out about it, they get riled up, they protest, uh, normally turns into a, uh, a big to-do, there's normally bloodshed, but um, because of this little movie... Um, that was created by I didn't write down his name. Well, they yeah, don't they, even think it's his real name anyway. Right, that's what I read today. Where they have a name, but they can't find any information right, about. There's his no, name. yeah. This name is um, pseudonym, maybe. Right. Um, I forgot what that pseudonym actually is because uh, I wrote I read it this morning, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, people got riled up, um, especially in the city of Benghazi in the new newly liberated libya however you want to take that Mm. um also in cairo and then i guess uh just recently in yemen too but before uh as of last night um it was uh cairo and uh in in egypt and in libya but our consulate in benghazi before you get there i can read you a text message that i got that actually made me have pause i'm like oh my god this isn't good Mm. um because, as you know, I, I get text messages from the lovely CNN people. From your friend. Yeah. Uh, Ali Velshi? No, Ari Velshi. Oh, if I, if I was friends with him, he'd be on the show already. Yeah. Giving us, like, fashion tips. Fashion tips, especially. Um, I don't care about the economy. I want to know about that suit. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this text um, September 11th uh, at 2, 2, afternoon, 2 in the afternoon. Uh, protesters climb walls of U.S. Embassy in Cairo, replace U.S. flags with black flags with Islamic emblems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there, that like, that gave me some pause, some kind of concern. Like, this won't end well. I don't know what's going on, but this isn't good. Um, 
I mean, he got several texts later, like angry protesters attack U.S. diplomat compounds in Libya and Egypt, citing online film considered offensive to Islam. Mm -hmm. That was, again, September 11th at 9 p.m. Mm. Um, I didn't get another text about anything like that until yesterday morning at 11, so I'll let you fill in that before we get to that, because that's dealing with the president and what he said. Well, basically, um, what ha- um, Egypt... Uh, there, there was, you know, the outside the embassy and everything, there's been some uh, hoopla. But in uh, Libya, the um, – and the, I want to play something to uh, explain that, you know, there was a protest outside the consulate in Benghazi. But most likely uh, – most likely uh, the reason why the ambassador to Libya and three other um, uh, State Department workers who were at the consulate – um, died four people, including the uh, ambassador, and the consulate was burnt pretty much, not to the ground, but it was burnt. It was uh, Just they, severely they, damaged. Yeah, they fired a uh, rocket-propelled grenades into the place, blew the place all to hell. Oh. Um, so we have um, there's uh, there's there's blood. There has been bloodshed. There has been blood spilt. And um, I think for a little while, um, I heard it best reported last night, and that's what I want to play. To uh, if anybody out there is confused as to what's going on, uh, I think my girlfriend Rachel Maddow, um, she reported it best last night to explain what really happened and why people were actually killed during these protests. One in Cairo, one in Benghazi. Um, but for a little protest, um, such high-figured uh, people to be killed um, doesn't seem doesn't all seem to add up. And as of this morning, Jesus, stop! That's um, a weird noise coming from. As of uh, as of this morning, there are uh, aircraft carriers, two of them, sitting off the uh, coast of Libya. So uh, things are uh, things are heating up. Hmm. But uh, I wanted to play this uh, really quick uh, this is uh, like i said my girlfriend rachel maddow she uh she reported it uh the it helped me to uh to kind of see what's really happening so i'm gonna i'm gonna play this um unconventionally over here where's the stupid Where? oh yeah there it is <laughs> all right looking for the speaker of understanding what happened last night in benghazi here here's one way into it when Osama bin Laden was the head of al-Qaeda, the number two guy in command was this guy, Ayman al-Zawahiri, right? That's bin Laden on the left side of your screen and Zawahiri on the right. Zawahiri had previously been head of an Egyptian extremist group, but he then merged that group into al-Qaeda in the late 1990s, and in so doing, he became bin Laden's deputy in al-Qaeda. And so when Osama bin Laden was killed by Navy SEALs last May, the man who had been bin Laden's second in command for more than a decade in al-Qaeda, he moved up in al-Qaeda, and he became al-Qaeda's new leader. So when the head guy was killed, the deputy moved up to be the new head guy. And when the deputy, Zawahiri, became the new head guy, who became the new deputy? Well, that was this guy, name of Abu Yahya al-Libi. He became the new deputy in al-Qaeda, the role that Zawahiri used to have after Zawahiri moved up to replace bin Laden, after bin Laden got himself dead. But in June of this year, al-Libi got dead too. He was killed in June. And it turns out that that might be important to understanding what just happened in Libya and why America just had an ambassador murdered in the line of duty for the first time in 33 years. Overseas tonight, the U.S. has confirmed the killing by CIA drone strike 
of another very senior al-Qaeda leader and a man killed. Abu Yahya al-Libi is believed to rank second in the organization and was involved in numerous terrorist plots against Western targets over the years. U.S. officials are calling the death of al-Qaeda's top strategist one of the biggest blows to the terror network since the death of Osama bin Laden. It's certainly the most significant hit against al-Qaeda Central there in Pakistan since bin Laden's death. The target was al-Qaeda's number two in command, Abu Yahya al-Libi. All of that footage from June of this year, okay? The al-Qaeda deputy who was killed in June used a number of different names. All these guys do. But, uh, all these guys do. But the, the alias by which he was best known was Abu Yahya al-Libi. Now, the al-Libi part of that just means the Libyan. He was reportedly a citizen of Libya. And when he was killed on June 5th, a Libyan extremist group on June 6th, the very next day, launched attacks in the city of Benghazi that they said were retaliation for al-Libi being killed. The video this group released online to claim credit for those attacks, to say they were avenging the death of al-Libi, the video included shots of explosions near the American consulate in Benghazi. The same consulate where the ambassador and three other American officials were attacked and then killed last night. Uh, but that attack, revenge for the killing of al-Libi, that one happened in June. Now, that was June. Yesterday, of course, was the anniversary of 9-11, when al-Qaeda attacks killed 3,000 Americans in 2001. Since the 9-11 attacks, al-Qaeda has frequently timed statements and provocations, if not actual new attacks, to coincide with the yearly 9-11 anniversaries. And this year, here's how al-Qaeda marked 9-11. It's a video by Zawahiri. He's the guy who's in charge at al-Qaeda since bin Laden died. This video is a commemoration video of the death of al-Libi, the death of the guy who the U.S. killed back in June. The video released yesterday is roughly 42 minutes long. It's labeled as a statement on the martyrdom of the lion of Libya, and it calls for al-Qaeda followers to take revenge for al-Libi being killed by the United States back in June. That video came out yesterday. Last night in Benghazi, where a militant Libyan group had launched previous attacks, including an IED attack on the U.S. consulate to avenge the death of al-Libi when al-Libi died, last night that same consulate was attacked again. Attacks that reports say stretched on for hours and that reportedly included rocket-propelled grenades and mortars and that ultimately resulted in the gutting of the consulate and the death of the U.S. ambassador to Libya and of three other Americans. Now, hard intelligence on what exactly happened... So, basically, um, outside the consulate are these people riled up about this little video, um, and in the background pull up these vans full of actual, uh, not protesters, but more or less militants um, with some serious weaponry. Mm -hmm. So, in the midst of the protesting on this little video um, that is uh, disgraceful, disgusting, whatever it actually is, um, it's an insult to Islam and the Prophet Muhammad, uh, these guys used, kind of used this um, little uh, rally outside the consulate as a way to sneak in and uh, do some extra damage. In the gaps, uh, yeah, take revenge for who was uh, bounced up to second in command of uh, al-Qaeda. I find this very, very inter interesting. Uh, she goes on and on, but I'm not going to play um, any more of that. But... Uh, so basically what we have on our hands here is um, hopefully it gets uh, hopefully it gets taken care of. But like I said, there's uh, there's some big ships uh, all of a sudden out on the uh, out on the coast of Libya, mm. U.S. ships. Um, they've got uh, different uh, 
Marine factions there or on their way there. Uh, so hopefully this doesn't uh, turn out to be a... And the thing is, they were so... They're wondering, this guy, uh, Chris Stevens, who was the... Um, the ambassador. The Yeah, the ambassador. He, uh, you know, the Libyan people, for the most part, especially in Benghazi, loved this guy. He, uh, he was very, very much involved in their uprising um, mm. to uh, take out Pudding Face, uh, Melted Plastic Face, I mean. Oh, right, um, right, that guy. You know, and he was, uh, he, he basically did a lot, I mean, with America in the backgrounds to make sure that Benghazi was not destroyed and that the rebels were able to seize control of their country after a 40-year dictatorship. So they wondered, you know, why would these protesters, you know, use so much force that they would end up killing this guy that they respected so much mm -hmm. with some uh, other workers inside the consulate. So really what we've got going on here is a uh, it's another actual uh, attack in response or in uh, retaliation for, you know, Osama bin Laden being killed, the second in command, the new second in command being killed. It's basically a continuation of... Uh, of yeah, of, of, of everything. Everything. The um, it's not just a little protest on a. They said a what's war going with Al Qaeda, I guess. Right. I mean, at first everybody just thought it was this little video, but really, um, it's much more than that. It's far more than that. So who knows what's going to happen in the next uh, couple days? But I think a lot of people have have feared. You know, there's so many countries. There's so many. Just, there's always been crazy things going on in the Middle East. Uh, countries uprising and thing is Syria and, uh, and the potential of Iran making one nuclear weapon, mm -hmm. um, you know, our, our ties with Israel, everything is such a mess and so confusing and complex that um, it's been amazing that we've been able to go this long without a um, third World War style eruption uh, incident to happen, I think, with all of these, uh, this huge chaotic part of the world and, uh, you know, just the fact that, um, you know, Israel, we are the biggest supporters of Israel, and uh, most uh, people in the Middle East, most other countries, and Muslims, um, you know, because it is a big religious thing uh, with, with Israel and Israel's part in that world, um, this is a reason why the United States is hated so much. Mm. Uh, because, uh, so I don't know, like I said, uh, hopefully this isn't the start of, uh, of a huge, huge mega... Uh, mega disaster scenario war right. scenario because uh, we're kind of stretched very thin as it is and uh things are well let, let's hope now let's hope that for one thing um our current president president who uh eliminated or gave the word to eliminate a, a certain um terrorist mm -hmm. could you know kind of hang around for another few years and do the same thing because he said justice will be done right. so um have you heard all the things about uh about yeah, Romney's I, popping up and uh I, I figured that that's what we'd probably kind of segue into next. Um, what a dope! What a dope! It was like ugh. now and now and the thing is, I actually would like to go and listen to the other side. I guess maybe you know the conservatives and see because I was actually confused. I wasn't sure if like some of them are actually actually against Romney for jumping the gun like this, and then there's a few of them that said you know he said the right thing even though he was ill-informed there was definitely more people especially on his side that came out against what he did than uh, the people that 
the couple people out there uh-huh. uh, that uh, said, no, what he did was okay. But he, t- he jumped the gun so badly that you'd think that the next day he would come out and be like, well, actually, uh, you know, I uh, said something before anything actually even happened. And I basically exactly. said what I said because of a, of a statement that was put out by the, uh, by the, um, by the house embassy. Like it was, it was put out thing. by the embassy in Cairo. You know, it had nothing to do with the president. It was put out by staff members at that embassy, basically to try and cool things down before there was anything even, so every, anything even happened. Right. And this guy, all, he gets on, you know, he gets right on TV and, uh, or, or puts out this, uh, this press release, basically bashing the president for being weak. Yeah, and apologizing for apologizing for, uh, for for America in this little video, and, this, and it's just like, and dude, the, it, it, it was bizarre because, well, first of all, my dad was actually watching uh, a great deal of MSNBC last or yesterday. Good for um, him. <laughs> he usually does. Usually, what he, he'll do, he'll watch some of MSNBC and then he'll watch Fox just to say what they have right, to counter right. it. That's good. Um, it's good to to hear to get, hear well, both sides. Right. Um, yeah. Um, now, when he was watching Fox, I wasn't really paying attention, so that's why I don't know exactly what they were saying against it. But at least they were reporting what was going on in Egypt, which was way more important right. at that particular time. Right. Um, but, I mean, we, all of us, we were actually all happened to be in the same room at that particular time when we heard what Romney was saying. Like, are you, what, are you kidding? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, he wasn't. Because he came out the next day and basically never was, like, you know, retracted. He just basically continued to pound the... uh, Meaning today. Yeah, the president and the administration for uh, being weak uh, as far as domestic uh, policy goes, which he has no, uh, absolutely no um, experience whatsoever in, Mm -hmm. um, unless, you know, the Staples Corporation went to war with Office Depot, uh, (laughs) but it didn't. Yeah, then I would call on him to say, "Do you have a? What do you have to say about this?" Um, but yeah, it was just unless, really unless Massachusetts at one time attacked Rhode Island. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then that, and that, that, would be that the still wouldn't even be foreign policy. Uh, that would be domestic. He basically has no idea, um, and the fact is, this president has uh, has done very well, um, especially putting Hillary Clinton um, in charge of being Secretary of State. They've done a hell of a job with uh, making sure that uh, all hell hasn't broken loose in many, many, many um, possible or in many um, possible circumstances that uh, could have gone awry. Uh, they've done a very good job of, of keeping things together. <clears throat> now, the word I kept hearing thrown around the most was opportunist regarding Romney um, and this whole matter. Um, yeah. Trying to use that, you know, as a way to bash the president, but it's just the wrong time to do it. They also, the two of them agreed to put um, their campaigns and, you know, most of their campaigning involves negative uh, mud flinging back and forth. They both uh, said that they were going to put that on pause for September 11th. Um you know, in respect to uh, the morning country and mm-hmm. those whose lives were lost and for our troops that are still involved in wars that uh, happened because of 9-11. Um, and what did Romney do? He uh, he went for it anyway. Right. And this because this was still on September 11th when he came out and started getting all huffy about it. Came uh, out first, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dope. Yeah. He's a huge dope. 
<clears throat> Since we're on politics, do you want to talk about the DNC? Because that also happened oh, this week. Yes, yes, that's right. I was thinking about that this morning on the way in. I'm like, we were, no, no, we talked about the RNC, but the DNC was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I want to look into it, and I am surprised I was so worked up. Um, Did you watch any of it? Oh, yeah, I watched most of it. Yes. Because I missed uh, Michelle's speech, which I, I heard No, was yeah, I did miss Michelle's speech, actually. But I, yet I wanted to tune in every night to see, to make sure that um, she just doesn't believe in sleeves, which, you know, is okay. Right. Um, her, her arms did amazing. Right. <laughs> Michelle her her and, guns uh, did amazing. Obama, or Michelle Obama's arms, I'm sorry, Michelle Obama <laughs> and Michelle Obama's arms were, were all there. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I wrote down some things uh, just for my own... I guess, ranting purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people that are complaining, or not even, yeah, complaining and protesting about jobs and where are they. Um, and I'm kind of wondering, like, all these people that might actually be protesting, why aren't they actually, you know, looking for work versus being out, you know, picketing and whatnot. Um, and there are jobs that are out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just not what you want to do, but, right. I mean, they're out there. Um and unemployment, I believe, has been going down, hasn't it? It's not where they want it to be, but it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, um, right after the, the DNC uh, job uh, jobs report came out and um, basically the, uh, the uh, unemployment rate did go down a little bit, but I guess a huge part of why that happened is because a lot of people have stopped searching for jobs. Mm. I don't know where it is uh, when somebody just decides to quit. I mean, that. You know what I mean? Like, this is um, a matter of having a roof over your head and food um, on your table. I mean, I guess uh, these people who just give up, I guess they have something to fall back on. I would hope so, because, I I mean, either that or you'd give up looking for a job so that you could sleep under a bridge. I mean, I don't know. And then, of course, there are people that get laid off, you know, like like I was. So. And, you know, that truly sucks, but I don't know if that's, you know, still happening. I know it is happening, but I don't think it's... I don't know if it's happening as often as it used to. It would have been, been great if I actually looked up some facts before I went on, on you know, not on necessarily a rant, but just just thoughts that are just kind of ruminating in my mind. Um, and speaking of jobs, I do have to talk about this, where um, the lovely city of Meriden, pretty much every other road is being torn up right now, but they're being rebuilt. Good, and it's this about is, time. <laughs> they're terrible. They're they're Some of them are, but... I think They're deplorable. The problem is that why do they have to do it all at once? I know. Um, piece by piece would be a lot more helpful, especially um, right at the end of summer. What are they rushing? I mean, they, I think they they probably are for they you know. they had a whole summer to work on this, and now summer's uh, kind of wrapping up. And before you know, we're gonna have another freak snowstorm. Yeah. Um, oh no, we got to get the roads done because we didn't do it at all this summer. But this is also you know the whole recovery bill that. Um, Obama put the, in place. Yeah, the American reinvestment. and uh, Exactly. And, you know, these are people working. These are where some of the jobs are. Um, Something – I think one of, the, one of the best things that came out of the Democratic National Convention was in Bill Clinton's speech. Everybody loved well, just, it, yeah, of his course. Speech, yeah. um, they said it was one of the best speeches he's ever done in his life. He's a great uh, orator, a great um, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 Bill Clinton's the man. He's awesome. He was yeah. our first black president. I don't care what anybody says. But <laughs> – um, he ain't just some dumb hillbilly from Arkansas, but, uh, basically what he said, and I think he would know, he would know, he would know this. He basically said he, he knows for a fact that it would be impossible for him 
And for him to go out on the line and to bring up his predecessors as well, mm-hmm. I think he has he has uh, it, it's it's um, it's merited. Uh, he uh, I think he can I think he can say what he said. But he basically said that uh, it would have been impossible for him if he was in the position to clean up what had happened from the uh, economic meltdown or any of his predecessors to be able to with what happened have everything back up and running and in perfect shape in four years. He said that. He would know. He was president for eight years, the mm. golden 90s. The 90s was probably one of the best uh, uh, best economic, uh, one, one of the best decades economically um, just a great in the past 100 together. years. Right. I mean, <laughs> so many great things came out of the 90s. We could, you know, do 10 shows about the 90s and how awesome the 90s were. But basically, for him to come out and say that, I think, sums up uh, all this, oh, we're worse off than we were four years ago. Give me a break, Paul Ryan, you <laughs> stupid <laughs> cheese head um basically uh yeah um i think that sums it up right there uh-huh. is that uh you know if, if bill clinton says um that he wouldn't have been able to restore everything in four years neither would any of his predecessors i think that says a lot <clears throat> it does and he he did um as he said he did a great job with his uh his speech they all did good with their speeches the ones that i caught anyway did you see the uh, the nun? You know the nuns on the bus thing. Did you see the nun that did her speech? Um, and I, I mean, if a nun got up at the DNC and spoke highly of what Barack Obama has done, um, nuns don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I have to say about that. Nuns don't lie. Um, no, I didn't see her. If speech. you can't, if you can't trust a nun, who are you going to trust? Right. But I, I did. Uh, catch. Oh, I thought you were showing me the Beatles walking across Abbey Road. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I did catch like a, a few snippets of others. I heard about other people. Um, oh, I should have wrote her name down too. I guess some lady who's in a blue blazer who was, I guess, yelling and shouting. Oh, um, Jennifer Granholm. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, – she, 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 Yeah, she was pretty – oops, I spit everywhere. She's, she, was pretty, uh, she was pretty riled up. She was jostled up. Uh, she was the. She's a Canadian, actually. She was the oh. former governor of um, Michigan, um, and she has a show on current TV right now. But she was either loaded; she had way too much DNC punch before she got up on stage, <laughs> or maybe she was smoking some blue meth. I don't know. But she was. There were so some people that wanted up. whatever she had. Yeah, I mean that was definitely discussed. What is going on with Jennifer Granholm? She I was. Uh, she was. Uh, she was definitely, right. and I mean, it was it was entertaining. Uh, the DNC was way more entertaining than and the RNC, right? And I and I kind of want to look into how to become a delegate. I mean, because the delegates, oh, because you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I must be an. A, a, oh, I have to say, an amazing party. <clears throat> I'll have to say a special good morning to those ladies. Some of the ladies there that they kind of focused on, like, wow, you're kind of hot. I should go one year because let's look into how to become delegates. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, most of those people looked like. They weren't. They weren't representatives. They weren't senators. There were representatives and senators there, but most of the delegates look like your everyday Joe, you know, or, or Jill, or Jill. Correct. Um, so I'd like to uh, like look into that. How twenty-four-year-old Jill or somebody? How to actually become a, a delegate? Hey, twenty-four, twenty-four-year-old delegate Jill. Are you, are you single? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we're gonna. We're going to take a break? Yeah, we're going to take a break now. Number 84, Lost Dial, allnoiseradio.com. Hang around for part two. Mm. 
Connecticut School of Broadcasting. All Noise Radio is an internet radio station that's fully produced by graduates of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. From modern rock to old school hip hop, country to classical, news, talk, sports, and more. It's the noise you can't ignore. Log on to allnoiseradio.com. Fire up the station. Find out more about your favorite jocks. Get the latest CSB news and more. Plus, you can take All Noise Radio with you on the go for free. Just download the Live 365 app to your iPhone, iPod Touch, or BlackBerry and search All Noise Radio. Check out tomorrow's broadcasters today at allnoiseradio.com. Powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting.